stay with all of us and enjoy the party. You have been talking to Father. Your father Father feels... would like me to be composed and to join in the conversation. Yes. I can't, Aunt Lavinia. Oh, dear. Perhaps you don't try sufficiently. Oh, I do. There's nothing that means more to me than that. I have sat here in my room and made notes of the things I should say and how I should say them. But when I am in company, it seems that no one could want to listen to me. And that is an amazing story. That The story is the heiress. And she's trying to please her father. She's trying to say what other people want her to say. She's trying to compose the right things to say. And she is at war with herself because she doesn't enjoy this. She doesn't want to force herself into a mold that isn't her. Are you doing that to yourself some, in some form in your own life? If you are, you want to think again. You want to figure out how to rescue yourself, how to be true to yourself. It's one of the hardest things that any of us can do. And when we earn our own self-respect, when we have integrity, it, it is a wonderful, wonderful feeling. And that's one of the things we work towards on my show, The Rational Basis of Happiness. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, and I'm here as the clinical psychologist to take your calls and questions on any problems that are keeping you awake at night or making your stomach churn, or giving you panic attacks, or making you feel like you don't want to get out of bed in the morning, or making you feel really angry. Those are the type of issues we talk about. And of course, this isn't personal therapy. It's an opportunity, though, to get some tips that could put you on the road uh, to some help. And right now, I want to invite Matt to the show. Matt, you're having some difficulty uh, in your marriage? Yes, uh been married for about nine years. I've got two wonderful kids. And a few weeks ago, my wife informed me that essentially for the past three years, she's either suppressed or she's not been able to disclose a number of feelings, a number of misgivings she's had for me. Okay. And uh, two areas specifically. One is that I've been too intrusive, too overbearing in her life. Okay. And also that um, I, uh, she thinks I lack ambition. Okay. Um, and so <laughs> my, my issue is how, she's seeking some therapy for some issues she feels like she has, and I'm trying to figure out what I can do while she's going through this. Uh, I love her dearly, and I want the relationship to grow, uh, uh, not just even continue on the vein. We've, you know, when you raise kids, obviously... There's pressure from that aspect. Oh, man, there's pressure from all aspects. You know, raising <laughs> yeah. kids is, people look at it as, oh, isn't that cute? I want to have a kid. And when they realize it's 24-7 and your only break is typically to get your spouse to take it to, uh, to help you out. Uh, That's right. So, um, okay, so th- th- what you're saying is what can I do? And it yeah. sounds like the, one, the, a huge mistake that your wife made was to hold in feelings for three years. Because once you hold in, when you hold all the feelings in, they take on a life of their own, and your own partner becomes your enemy. Yes. And yeah. she looks at you every instance when you say, could you do this, or why did you do that? You become too overbearing, and then her mind's going to collect instances when you're overbearing, and maybe she's not as tuned into instances when you were more gentle. Um, now, there may be some truth in that. Is there some truth that you were too overbearing, her first complaint? Yes, there is. Um, part of it, I think, had to do with... 
for years she was uh, thought she wasn't as pretty as she is. Yeah. And I, I remember when we first started dating and started marrying, well, after we got married, and we'd go to the store and I'd pick out some clothes which showed off her body. And she has a wonderful yeah. body. And she has, over the years, realized, you know, her beauty. Um, but over time, I think, she viewed my taking an interest in her fashion as, I think, it, kind of cutting into her independence. And, you know, I viewed my motivation was to flatter her, and I probably went overboard. Okay. It's typically, from a guy's point of view, I may not be speaking for you, but typically what I hear is that it's not only to flatter her, but it's to get turned on to feel it's a win-win situation if the woman feels in the mood. But if she doesn't feel in the mood, you just become another chore on her to-do list. You know, if she wears the sexy clothes, then it's going to have a wonderful effect on you from your vantage point, but not from hers. And it undermines sex. So uh, clothes become not often, they're not such a neutral, uh, a a neutral choice, even if they're well-meaning. So the the key is to have that type of a conversation and to openly listen to her without a lot of yes buts, but, you know, tell me more and how, how else did you feel and when else did you feel this? And let her... Start to get out that three years worth of pain that she's held. Now, beware. You definitely need to put on a seatbelt. Mm-hmm. Yes, it Be- happens. <laughs> because, and you need to put a very sweet Band-Aid over your mouth. <laughs> and um, to Because it is so easy to c- jump in with the yes, but you don't understand. No, I wasn't doing it. No, you, don't un- you, you got me all wrong. You know, th- it, we want to defend ourselves, but we're in a much more powerful position if we actively listen to what our partner says. So if I understand it, like my husband at one point several years back told me that I, I just seem to have become more nagging towards him. And the painful truth was that it rang true to me. It was a real opening, you know, awakening for me. And so I listened to him. I said, could you give me some examples of it? And then I started catching my own examples. It's like, oh, my God, I just told you. Could you couldn't you have parked a little bit further away from that other car? It would be easier for me to open the door. And I thought, I'm nagging him. Did I really need to say that I can get out? And... So I so one of the ways you can look at marriage is as an opportunity for two people to grow together. I grew tremendously by learning about that 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 character trait in myself that I didn't love. And you can do that for yourself too. If you've been too overbearing, listen to her and learn and use it selfishly to change something in yourself that makes yourself a better partner for your wife or anyone, but assuming you're staying married, for your wife. And the second thing, she said you lack ambition. Is there any truth to that? Uh, No. I think uh, she's confusing ambition and assertiveness. Okay. Um, I am very ambitious. I've admitted to her and others that at times, for various reasons, I I haven't communicated... um, what I need to communicate at the right time. Okay. Can and you give me a safe example? We don't have to go into sex here, but uh, sure. a safe example. Oh, uh, you know, with respect to my professional career, okay. um, given that I've had two kids and they're both very young, yeah. I've kind of weighed the context of whether I should approach you know, the company about monetary issues or responsibility issues. Yeah. Um, I, I work from home, um, and that's been 
a blessing and a burden. Yeah. Um, you yeah. Know, I can now, I, I'm in the position now to, to work outside, but I've kind of held back some positions I should have taken probably. Mm-hmm. And that's frustrated my wife because she sees me kind of mired down in the mud rather than advancing my career. Okay, so she would need to learn how to be lovingly supportive and be a good listener for you because if she were a good um, almost canvas to, for you to paint your thoughts on, you could she, she, you might um, she you might hear or she might hear you say, you know, I'm afraid to take this job because I want to be around for the kids and to help you out, and yet I'd also like to take this job. And she would just be there to help you think it through without her doing the thinking for you. That's another area of listening skills that can help a partner. I know a lot of times when I've come in and said to my husband, well, what do you think I should do? And part of me wants him to tell me what to do. And uh, and another part of me just loves the way he handles it. And both of us have learned this skill over time. We didn't have this when we first got married. Uh, but what I learned to do was, or what we both learned to do, was just to do what's called active listening. So what are your thoughts about it, honey? And what else have you thought? And what, what are your reasons for wanting to do it? What, you know, what are your reasons for not wanting to do it? And you help guide the thinking, but you don't do the thinking for the other person. So listen, I, I hope that helps. You can get my book, The Selfish Path to Romance, How to mm-hmm. Love with Passion and Reason, because we talk about conflict resolution. We talk about how to keep a marriage going over many years, which is what you're trying to do. So thank you so very much for the call, Matt, and I wish you the best. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I need to feel important. Instead, I'm living in the shadows of her life. Her family and friends are everything. I feel invisible. I thought my husband's love would be enough to help him get over my affairs. Why can't he just forgive and forget? What does he think he is? Perfect? He's so selfish. How many lose themselves in a romantic relationship, feeling unimportant, taken for granted? Or perhaps they lie or cheat and think their partner should forgive and forget. I am Dr. Ellen Kenner, clinical psychologist and co-author with Dr. Edwin Locke of the Romance Guidebook, The Selfish Path to Romance. Provocative title? I know. By selfish, we mean the self-valuing, self-nurturing way to romance. You never want to lose yourself in a relationship. You want to create a win-win partnership to value your own and each other's goals and dreams. Discovering how to be true to yourself in a romantic partnership is learnable and key to romantic happiness. Check out our book with its daring title, The Selfish Path to Romance, at Amazon or SelfishRomance.com.